good evening everyone, or I should say morning, it's almost 5 o'clock in the morning. I uh, woke up at 1 in the morning, I ended up grabbing my phone, started looking through it, and I came across a guy named Morg. And uh, Morg had a very interesting take on Christianity. He actually went outwards to say Jesus is a liar. And through his whole debate, he didn't quote anything other than Matthew. So Matthew was his main uh, concern there. And uh, he brought up in the beginning, um, in 24.3, as uh, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, tell us, they said, what will happen and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age. You know, and before I get into this, I'm not trying to convert anybody. You know, it, it is nice if people do acknowledge the Bible and do take the sinner's prayer. For those of you who have done it, I am so happy and glad you guys have. Because you're written in the book of life, and that means possibly one day we can all meet, hang out, have a good time. And here's the problem, you know, um, there's a lot of people that will use the Bible and its interpretations to say it's wrong or to say it's not righteous and to say all this other stuff. And that's what I'm here to try to fix because there's, I'm not saying I know all the answers, I'm just saying that, um, you know, you can't always take a person's word for it, you know, and listen to another person. You know, you got to come up with your own beliefs. And for me, the Bible is the one helped me move forward in my life. And uh, I can tell you right now, I am far from being the most pure person in the world. I do sin, you know, I'm not perfect, but... I, I try every day to go a little bit further and be a better person. But uh, he started off in 24-3 talking about the end of the world. But before he did that, he talked about a doctor, Dr. Marlene Winnell, who talked about religious trauma syndrome. And Morg ended up telling, um, he's saying that he grew up in a Christian household and the idea of the rapture and the end times were the scariest things for him. Um, and that created a trauma for him that was similar to PTSD. Well, um, I do have a bachelor's degree in psychology. So, um, as it goes in, um, yeah, he might have been traumatized by the idea of his parents disappearing, him being left behind, all this other stuff. But if you're a Christian and you're, you know, no God is you're right, you know Jesus is there, and that he died for your sins, and you're written into the book of life, you shouldn't have to worry so much. I mean, you gotta at least be a good person, you know, and you gotta continue having a relationship with um, Jesus, but if you're not, 
then that's your problem, you know, and you got to work on it. But this guy was obviously, I believe, an atheist, or he um, had some sort of uh, own religion that he made or something. I, I'm not sure, but he basically was knocking down Jesus saying he was a liar. And I felt that I needed to, you know, come over and do this. It was almost like it was like a um, God pushing me to, you know, warn you guys. But anyway, he quoted Matthew 23 saying that they wanted to know about the end of the world. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, he criticizes the rapture in the Bible, says Jesus is a liar, says everybody's freaking out about end times, and then he relates it to Y2K. Um, he goes into homophobia and women's rights and the division in the world. So let's start off with, you know, what he said. Um, going first into, uh... We'll do Matthew 24, 29 to 30. So, right here, 29 to 30. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the, the stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of uh, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven, and power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather the elect from the four winds, and one from uh, and one uh, from one end of heavens to the other. So a lot of people will look at that and they think about the rapture. And I'm not going to say, you know, when people think about the rapture, it, it, it's a scary thing. I mean, um, you can uh, cross-quote that in uh, First uh, Thessalonians um, 4.13 uh, through 17, which... Uh, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we believe that God will bring Jesus, those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we will tell you, uh, we tell you that we who are still alive and who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of, an, uh, of the archangel, and with a trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we, we uh, who are still alive and our left will be caught up together and in the clouds meet the Lord in the air. And so we'll be um, with the Lord forever. 
So First Thessalonians will kind of give you uh, an idea, um, and that's 4, 13 through 17 of the rapture, you know. And um, it could also be cross-referenced in 1 Corinthians uh, 51 through 55. And they say, listen, I'll tell you a mystery. We are not all asleep, but we all will be changed in a flash. And the twinkling of an eye and the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with uh, imperishable and the mortal uh, with immorality. And the perishable have been closed with the imperishable and the mortal and the mortal with immorality. And then saying that it is written will come. Uh, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, oh, death is your victory. Oh, where, oh, death is your sting. Um, I said immorality. I am sorry. It's immortality. <laughs> but um, I am tired. It's I woke up at 1. It's almost 5 o'clock in the morning right now. So I'm just kind of, you know, going with this. Um, in that context, you know, he only used Matthew in his whole entire rant about Jesus being a liar. And that is what really bothered me, because you can't just use a single book as a reference. That's like saying, um, you know, I read the, all the Harry Potter books, you know, but the Sorcerer's Stone is the only one that is true, you know. Um, you have the First Thessalonians, you have um, the Corinthians, you have Revelations, you have Isaiah in the Old Testament. I mean, he used literally one book to fit his narrative, and that is a problem. Because anybody can look at one single book and, again, use it <laughs> to fit their narrative. Um, it's a lot like politics. You know, politics will look at one bad thing about a person and they will continuously use that bad trait to try to grant themselves a victory in a debate. However, when it comes down to that kind of stuff in a debate or whatever, um, the apologist approach is to use the whole book of the Bible to disprove another person, um, in which case Justin Martyr was uh, a very big one in the dialogue with Trifo. He would literally quote off Socrates, um, and uh, Plato and, you know, other um, philosophers to, ex to show that the Bible had more um, variables and more truth to it than um, what the philosopher said. In a lot of ways, he even said that Plato and Socrates and those kind of people, they stole their quotes from the Bible and just reworded them. So, with that, you know, he used, um, 
again, Matthew 24 to 29 to 30, which is what I gave to you when the sun would be darkened. And then he also did again 33 through 34 on the, the 24th chapter. So here we go. Um, Matthew 24, 33 to 34, if you guys are following. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. I, truly, I tell you, this generation certainly will not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So that is a perfect example where Jesus did not lie because his words will never pass away. So let's see, how many times has Christians been under attack? You know, um, in the Roman Empire, they were consistently attacked, including Emperor Nero, which was one of the worst, which a lot of um, scholars and theologists believe that's what Revelation was about that it was Emperor Nero burning people, but many um, evangelists like um, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, um, Charles Stanley, uh, John Hagee, all these other ones that are very, very um, knowledgeable for what they do and are, in a sense, famous, um, have all stated that Revelations is a bridge into the future of what Jesus's final testament is going to be. And with that, um, in Matthew 36, 24 to 36, it said, it states legitimately that, but the day and the hour, no one knows not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. So that means Jesus doesn't know. That means the angels don't know. Only God knows. Yes, Jesus warned us of signs. He said the signs are going to come, but you don't know when they're going to come, and you don't know when he will return. Nobody knows. Jesus even said, I don't know. My, my dad knows, but not me. Now, a lot of people can get confused on why that is, because if Jesus is, a part, um, is God himself, how would God himself not know? Um, the best answer I can give to you is because God being the entity he is, the all-powerful, knowing, omnipotent, omniscient entity, took a part of himself to put into... Um, Mary, the mother, uh, the Virgin Mary, and when she had Jesus, then, you know, Jesus grew up knowing, you know, stuff like the times, um, all the scriptures, even in uh, Islam, the Quran says that as a baby, he could talk normally, like as a little infant, he could talk, he could do scriptures, he could do all that kind of stuff. That's in the Quran. But, again, they don't look at Jesus as a divine being. They don't look at him as the son of God. They just believe he's a prophet. Um, 
but in my opinion, if you are a virgin and you're having a birth from a, a piece of a divine being, being a god, you have divinity in yourself. He's just a separate entity from God. So they're all the same, but Jesus is like, for example, they have the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. All three of those are God, but Jesus is a separate entity. And that also goes into uh, the book of Enoch, where they, Enoch uh, said that he saw two people sitting in a chair. One of them um, was the Lord of Hosts, and I believe the other one was the Son of Man. I'd have to reread the book to give you an exact answer. But moving on, because 16 minutes going in. Um, he later versed uh, 1627 to 28. So 27 to 28 says, For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and his reward, uh, his reward for each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So... Those were the main ones that he referenced, okay? So I'll give you his referenced ones real quick. Uh, 24 verse th Matthew 24, verse 3. Matthew 24, verse 29 through 30. Matthew 24, 30 to 33. And Matthew 16, 27 to 28. Um, those are the ones that I gathered from the video. Um, there might be one or two more, but that's pretty much what I got. But I'm going to explain to you that he left out a whole lot. And why? So, for one, he hasn't quoted the book um, of Revelations. Not once. Which does talk about the end times. In which case, people believe that the Roman Emperor Nero that persecuted the Christians um, and lit them on fire in the streets. But some people... Um, but we're going to start off with the homophobic stuff, you know, because that seemed to be his major concern. Um, homophobia, women's rights, all this other stuff. Um, Jesus, uh, or Yeshua, you know, his Hebrew name, stated in Matthew, do not judge unless you wish to be judged, um, you know, with the same measure. Or, and... Um, so what that is, is basically Jesus saying, if you're going to judge somebody by whatever they do, you're going to be judged for the same, uh, in the same measure. So if you were calling, you know, a gay person disgusting or gross or anything, they're going to look at you and be like, well, you being that mean to a person is going to come back to you, you know? And a lot of people will look at karma and be like, something bad's going to happen to him. Karma's going to take care of him. Well, at the end, it's really God that's going to take care of him at the end. The more bad things you do, the more judgmental things you say, the more hate hateful things you say to people, that is what's going to be measured on yourself. Yes, um, I'm not saying, you know... 
what I'm saying is love the person, but hate the sin. You know, if you hate the sin, that's fine, but don't give the person, um, you know, like a bad way. If you're going to talk to a person about like them being gay or bisexual or anything like that to try to explain to them what's wrong or some acts that are in the Bible when you quote Leviticus on that, then yeah, I can understand, but it's not in, don't judge them for it, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, there is intoler intolerant Christians, but again, no one's perfect. And Jesus also said, cast thy first stone who is without sin. Everybody in this world is without sin. Even the long haired guy, um, Mork, you know, especially when he's, um, committing blasphemy on the Bible. Um, so, yeah, you know, scripture might, may, uh, be a, um, may seem against people, but Jesus taught us to be tolerant, um, because at the apocalypse or the end of the world, those are when they will be judged. Lastly, you know, Christianity has its flaws and its bloodshed, but, you know, again, like Islam they're extremists and everything those are the people who use the book for evil and then they have the books for good i don't know if you've ever seen the book of eli great movie but eli he had a bible and they wanted that book um the bad guys and as they you know continue trying to pursue him to get the book um the leader wanted to use it so he could control pretty much everybody. But, you know, Eli wanted to use the book to get it spread out so more people could, you know, read it. Um, so, again, Matthew 24, 36 states, but, the, but of the day, hour... Uh, and our no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my father only. So if Jesus doesn't know, then how can he lie? You can't lie if Jesus, if you don't know. Only Yahweh knows. So, again, as you continue into the rapture, that was in First Thessalonians and First Corinthians, which he only used, the book of Matthew. And he was being sarcastic and going, really? That really is what they believe. Um, well, you know, if you're going to criticize us for believing it, then, you know, you're actually kind of showing intolerance yourself. Um, again, he completely missed the mark of the beast, which, again, many scholars believe was based on Emperor Nero, but many evangelists state revelation takes place in the future. A final prophecy, so revelation... Um, 1317 has yet to come to play worldwide when they're talking about the mark of the beast going in and you can only buy or sell things with the mark of the beast. Um, there's also people that, um, think America is going to be the major war zone, that they're going to be like the major key player there. And again, um, 
there's a part in there, uh, Revelation 17, 1 through 18, they talk about Mystery Babylon. And there is a theory that Mystery Babylon is America, and Mystery Babylon will fall. Which means, at one point, America is, if America is Mystery Babylon, hypothetically, it will fall. Um... So, I mean, at the end of this, you know, it, it states in um, the book of Isaiah, even um, 65 through uh, 17, uh, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and a former shall not be uh, or remember come to mind so basically when he talks about the devil um being locked to hell and then being released the theory behind that is when the end of the world occurs um or the apocalypse occurs what's going to happen is um that jesus will reign on the earth then he's going to release the devil for a little bit. And that little bit of time the devil's released, he is going to see who converts back to going with the devil instead of sticking with him. And then the new heaven and new earth will come. Um, and all the people will go there and it'll start anew. Um, I don't know how it's going to be, but... I mean, if you really want to know what the meaning of life is, and you're really curious, this is probably it, you know? Jesus and God, you know, they wanted to go through the whole entire timeline to just see how the world is going to be. And after they figure it out to see who the righteous people are, they want to take those righteous people and start a new planet or a new world with those people. Um, or even just let them live in God's world, heaven, you know? But the division in the world, um, it's bad. And it's not just based on religion. It's based on a lot of different things, um, especially blacks versus whites, uh, cops versus black people. There's... Um, a lot of different things that are going on with that and again i'm not going to speak on those topics but yes the division in the world the homophobia jesus says don't judge women's rights mary magdalene was the first one to see jesus um that was rose from the dead like he was not in the tomb now if any bible women didn't have a very big like um word for word thing like they wouldn't be taken at their word at that time period so the fact that a woman did that completely shows you that you know i mean they were moving more toward um a woman's liberation because again mary magdalene's the one who found the tomb empty um so even if she said it nobody would believe her but people did Another verse and, uh, is when you go into Judges, they have a judge named Deborah. 
that was both a prophet and a judge. Very, very powerful. So, and in the women's rights, uh, when Eve was created, she didn't take um, a hair. Uh, God didn't take a hair or a toenail from Adam. So she was neither above or below, but equal from because he took a rib. And the rib is right in the center. So they're both there. Um, there was a lot of stipulations going through the Bible where women were more persecuted into the ways of they were held at a higher standard, I'm assuming because of Eve's sin that tempted Adam. But again, that is, you know, Old Testament. And we have come a long way. So, yeah, you know what? The one thing I will agree with him on is we can start anew and we can take our time and we can do our stuff. But um, with all that stuff we have to do um, to move the world in a better place should be in the eyes of God. And, he, uh, and that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to post this up for you guys. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, ministermartyr at gmail.com. Um, if you're ready to take Jesus in your, as your Lord and Savior, there's the sinner's prayer. Um, in episodes, you can just recite that. You'll be entered into the book of life. Um, so other than that, you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'm going to hopefully try and sleep a little bit more.